Rufus Villain back in the studio with Aaron Marsh. What's up, brother? Doing good, man. How you doing? It's, uh, we've done a couple podcasts together. Like, finally, we're... Well, I'm hitting my stride. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, I'm not hitting my stride yet? Well, I no, understand. Uh, uh, I got I got What I'm saying is I'm, I'm uh, comparing myself to the stuff that you've been doing, man. Like, you've been putting out a lot of good uh, shit. Oh, thank you. I mean, dude, that's... I got quarantine. What else am I going to do with my time? Uh, dude, I love the stickers. I love the stickers. Like, what did you go through to do those? Sticker app. I, uh, I saw an ad that they put up on Instagram, and I got the first set of stickers, and I was like, these are way better quality than I thought, and they showed up <laughs> super fast. And so then I ordered another set of stickers. Nice, man. Um, different design, and I and so thrilled. And it was also, like, way cheaper than I thought it was going to uh, be. Can you tell us kind of on the low end what you spend? To get okay, so the first ones were bigger stickers, and I only bought 25 of them. So I thought I was going to be, like, paying, like, a lot. And I paid a dollar each, so it was twenty five dollars, and bad, that man. is a lot for one sticker. But it's like full color. There is even a picture, like a tiny picture, of like me, like an actual picture, and it turned out great. Looks great, and it was a dollar each. And then I got some that were like a drawing of my face. I love. I got a hundred of those. I love the drawing for, ones, man. Those are yeah. Those are my favorite. Yeah, and it was thirty three dollars for a hundred of them and they're die cut specifically to go around my face that's awesome <laughs> that's yeah awesome, so i was like that's great well, like i've been for a while i've been looking at trying to get some nerdy bone stickers like of the the skull with the glasses mm -hmm. like eventually like I, I went through custom ink and oh made, for sure i went through custom ink and made a couple shirts and stuff like that but you know mm -hmm. one of these days but yeah what we're talking about today is the coolest album names of all time like I had this idea for dude. There's a lot of good ones, dude. It's kind of unbelievable how many there are. Like I came, I wrote down the ones that I really like, and then Googled it, and half of mm -hmm. what half of what I wrote down was already there. But like, there's all these. That's awesome. You know what's weird is when you told me about this, my brain went to like the greatest bands of all time, and a lot of the greatest bands of all time don't have the best album titles of all time. I have to agree. I have to agree. I have to agree. <laughs> But uh, because I went straight to Led Zeppelin, and I'm like, what? I'm not gonna say four, you know, like <laughs> House of the Holies, I guess, is an okay name, but it's not like it's like, oh no, you know, like. And then I went straight to the Beatles, and uh, I was like, I no, Beatles. those I album titles are all just okay at best. I got some Beatles ones yeah, written down. Their there, music's right? sensational. Well, they, like the I guess the music is great, but like you said, when you think about the band, like that's kind of where my mind went. Yeah, it was like let's think about the band first. Yeah, because like the Stones, I went down to the Stones, and I was like. Yeah, they got good titles, but they're not exceptional. Yeah. So the first one that I wrote down, they like this is literally the first yeah. one. This is literally the first one that popped in my brain. Like anybody, you know me very well. Well, popped in my the very coolest mm -hmm. coolest album that I could think of was a Pantera album called Vulgar Display of Power. That's a badass name, dude. Yes. Like, like whether you like that. That's a great name. And if go ahead. And let you know what you're in for. Yeah, like whether you no like the style or not. No one's gonna hear that. See Pantera, look at the album, and not think this is aggressive rock. <laughs> like I remember watching uh, the other night. I was watching the video for an, a song off that album called "Walk," one of their most famous, mm -hmm. one of their most famous songs ever. And it's that, actually sitting down and watching that video is what made me come up with that, the idea for this category. I was like, Oh, nice. I was like, Oh man, what album is this off of? This is hardcore as fuck. Like hell yeah. Oh, vulgar! <laughs> and like in the background of the video, there was a big, a uh, big uh, banner that said "Vulgar Display of Power." I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. badass!" Like they had another one called uh, "Great Southern Trend Kill," which was really good. But you, you got to be into Pantera. I mean, further than driven, they got a lot further of great than things. Further than driven, yeah. Or no, is it far beyond driven? 
Oh, it might be. Yeah. I was just trying to think back to a. But they got some of the, they middle some school of the, when they, that was like still <laughs> the most powerful thing I'd ever heard. Right. They they have some cool names, man. Like uh, Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. Cowboys from Hell. Oh, for sure. Cool. Although Cowboys from Hell sounds like it would be a white zombie album. It should be a white zombie album. That will, <laughs> that, that that makes me think of like white zombie, like La Sisteroso and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Thunderkiss '69. Like that's pretty badass, if you ask me. I'm trying to think what was the big one that called the one with the one with Astro Creep. It was just called Astro Creep that 2000. Was Astro Creep 2000 the album called yeah. that. Yeah, Astro Creep yeah. 2000. That was such a good album. That that had a they had a couple songs from that that were on the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack. Yeah, dude, Beavis and Butthead soundtrack was actually great. <laughs> it really was, man. Like they knew it was up. They're gonna bring back Beavis and Butthead, and you're like, Beavis and Butthead wouldn't like the music of today. No, they would not. They'd be like, like I was thinking today, I was at the dollar store and they were playing. Uh, you remember the band Filter? Yeah, of course. They were playing the song, I want to take my picture. And I was like, this is filter. And then I remember the uh, I remember the Beavis and Butthead video when they're watching Hey Man, Nice Shot. And, and, they're yeah. like, and they're like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then Beavis is all, hey, man, nice shot. Like, oh, man. <laughs> remember when they would be watching videos and then they hated the video and they would just look at each other with that horrified uh, face. They're like, oh, uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is gay. Like, none of that's gonna be allowed to be aired anymore well you could everyone's say, gonna get their feelings hurt well you could say that back in the 90s this is gay yeah it, but that was such a huge thing that butthead would say like you're like he's butthead is not gonna become more progressive well he, he could, he's he, not gonna become woke because he, he, he used to call beavis a homo and gay can't do that now there's just no way no you totally can't do that now i could see parents complaining when they're humping the air oh, or like God. the artists are gonna complain that beavis and butthead don't like their stuff and you're like no <laughs> it's gonna be weird. That's not what it is. That's not what it is. Like uh, one of my favorite beefs of Butthead is uh, it turned. It's actually what became the movie is when they broke their TV. And uh, mm-hmm. I, for, I forget the name of the actual episode, but they're the whole episode. They're just, they're just walking around the town all night. That's literally like the whole episode. They meet that guy that lives in the hotel that in the movie turns out to be the guy with the TV and puts him in the trunk and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead. Is that the one where they had the non-alcoholic beer? That's in the right. Lot of yeah, the store? and they're like, "Oh, I'm so drunk," and they're like sitting on the curb of the store. Like, it's not an alcoholic. Yeah, she's like, sh-, he's like, but it's like, shut up. I remember that. They're like, that's not an alcoholic. And <laughs> yeah, you guys are. He's like, you guys are up. just dickheads. Get home. Yeah, like that was a fucking great. It was a great episode. And you're like Beavis. Oh, uh, I want to toss out an album title if we can. I don't Do know. It, sorry, man. Anything you can think of. Back on subject. I know this isn't a super popular album, not a super popular band, but the Butthole Surfers oh, made dude. an album title of Electric Larry Land. Electric Larry Land. And I think that's one of the funniest. That had pepper on yeah. it, right? I thought it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen in my whole life because, you know, of course, there's Electric Ladyland. Right. Well, you that, know, Jimi Hendrix. That had pepper on it, right? Yeah, that was all with pepper. Yeah. I don't mind the sun sometimes. That's good stuff. <laughs> dude, I haven't thought about yeah. it. Yeah, oh, dude, but I remember when that came out, I l- actually belly laughed in the music store when I saw Electric Larry Land. You're like, I don't know who these guys are, but they're hilarious. But I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> well, that was Yeah, big, exactly. That was a big thing in the 90s. Is like You didn't have, like, you saw an album name, and that's why you bought it. Like, if you didn't, if you didn't uh, weren't familiar with the, the band or whatever, you just were sifting, you know, like, you go to, like, uh, what was that qdp was the name of the place uh yeah i went to qdp that's where i bought um in utero yeah yeah you go there and you just like 
search through stuff that you never heard of before and you find an album name like oh i'm gonna check this out and you're like that's today it's not a thing anymore you like you, you don't rely yeah on well what, what i used to do is i would go to zia's and if the cd was used they would let you play it right there in the store right yeah, yeah. like you would just take it up to the register and be like i want to hear this and they would turn it on and you could even be like what track or whatever and then you'd like figure out if you wanted to buy it or not yeah yeah i actually worked at zia for about a year and that, that that was interesting. Oh shit! So you did exactly that. Never mind. You know exactly yeah. the rules. Well, one of my favorite things is uh, it was I want to say it was like ninety three, ninety four. At that time, I was like really into Power Man five thousand. One of their dope dope album names is Blood Splat Rating System, and uh, I remember like we got to we got to pick the album for like uh, how for for however many employees were there, they would like delve up how many times mm-hmm. like how much music you could listen to that you picked. Like so, every time I picked something, it was either like Pantera, uh, Power Man Five Thousand, Cannibal Corpse, like shit like that. And there was a gym next door. Oh. That, there, there was a gym next door that shared the wall. And then they would, without without fail, whenever it was my turn, we'd get a complaint about turn the music down because like you could hear it through the wall. Every, every <laughs> like oh, it must must be Keith's shift. It must be Keith's shift. They're playing Fear Factory or something like that. I thought without fail they'd just be working out harder, you know, because you'd be choosing like that sort of stuff, and they'd be like, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it, like logic dictates that would be the case, but if you're, if, yeah. But if you suck, <laughs> if, <laughs> like if uh, if uh, Pantera. Doesn't... Nah, the complaints are because they're pulling their muscles, dude. They're like, oh, I did this too hard. I can't. I can't rock to Pantera. So hard. I can't lift to Far Beyond Driven. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the muscle power to lift to to uh, cemetery gates. I can't do that shit. So that, yeah, exactly. Put on a Dolphin Temporary so I can keep up. <laughs> so that one of the next ones is one of my favorite bands of all time. I catch shit about this all the time, but I think they're clever as hell. Have some of the great the greatest names is the Bloodhound Gang. Uh, one fear spear. One fear spear coaster. G- awesome album name. Use your fingers. Nice. Use Your Fingers is another one of the album names. <laughs> and, uh, and, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, they had so many, like... Uh, I never liked that band, but, I mean, you're right. They're clever as shit. Well, you know, I can't say that they're... I can't... Here's the thing, is I can't say that they're talented. I can say they're clever. I can't say that they're talented. But, that's why I never went their direction, but that's just my bias. Because yeah. it doesn't matter if they're talented if you like it. It is entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and like uh, one of the things I'm kind of like coming into like in the last like four or five years, I'm a hardcore metalhead, man. Like the heavier the better. But I've mm-hmm. been, I've been listening to a lot of fucking rap, dude. Like I only like horrorcore though. That's what I'm noticing. I only like horrorcore. Can't say not. I don't want to put it into this tiny little bucket of ICP and Twisted. There's so many mm-hmm. other bands out there. So many other bands. Like uh, I've been listening to NF, Low Key, uh, Big Hoodoo. All these guys that are in that same category, they have nothing to do with those guys. It's I, yeah. I gotta say they kind of got me in that direction, but you know it's it. Well, and the 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 new intro to the show is a horrorcore beat, so yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I mean, I never got into horrorcore, but if you like the theme song to this song or to this podcast, you look it up. Yeah, yeah. Get more. Like it'll, uh, Wait, the, just give a random shout out to a random artist that you like. Oh, well, I got to give one that's not one of the big ones. Well, I got to give a random. I got to actually give a shout out to the guy that did the beats for the show. His name is Ill Fortune. He's mm. dude, Ill Fortune, badass man. Like, like cool thing is like I own the beats. I own the I own the song. It's for the so badass. Like I never thought I would ever do that before. But uh, repeat what you just said. I want to. 
wanted to actually shout out what you were saying. I just started talking over you. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. I was going to say shout out one of the horrorcore rappers that you like. It's oh, okay. not giant, like twisted. Okay. You know, like. Okay. I saw uh, Loki for sure. Loki is amazing. Uh, let's say um, the NF. I, I said his name a couple times already. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of like, pr- like uh, Mikey Clark is amazing. Uh, there we uh, go. That's what I'm looking for. Make uh, Mikey Clark happy. Yeah, d- uh, the disciples. Disciples. Do check out Mikey Clark. Uh, dude, he's got this album called uh, Psychopathic Remix or something like that. So badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Young Wicked. Young Wicked. Fucking shout out, Young Wicked. Badass, dude. Uh, Jelly Roll. Yeah. Is it Young Wicked or Young Wicked? Young, like the young, Star Wars character. Young Wicked. Young Wicked with a D. Young, young Wicked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Young Wicked, like it's like a teenager girl who's into witch stuff. Or uh, Ax- oh, another one, Axe or- Ax Murdering Boys, Boondocks. All good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it all sounds like horrorcore. It is. It is. <laughs> no, exactly. But it's like that. They nailed it. They're like mm, Boondocks, and they're like, "Yeah, that does sound scary." Well, like, right. uh, you should be rapping on the Boondocks. Well, one of Boondocks' albums' name is uh, "Harvest Moon." That's badass, and he's he's actually from Georgia. So he, he wasn't actually, that one of Neil Young's albums' name? Harvest Moon. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely was. <laughs> absolutely was. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got a he's got a song called "White Lightning Skull Cracking," which is it's literally all about making. Isn't that also a Neil Young song? I'm just White, li- well, that, but... White Lightning is actually like Neil Young has actually talked about making moonshine before, so I can't tie that <laughs> I can't tie that together. But that that song is about making white lightning. <laughs> nice. So yeah, horror core cores. You know, you got you like it or you don't. You like it or you don't. But you know, there's a lot of really cool, interesting guys out there. Like uh, they um, basically all fall into the same flavor. It's like basically the same ramen flavor packet. You know what I mean? It's like the same old. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but if you well, like yeah, it, if you're gonna dip into one genre, it's gonna sound the same. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> So, I've never met somebody that likes one rockabilly album. No, exactly. You know, like you like five hundred or none. Yeah, well, like uh, it's funny that you say that. Like every metalhead that I've ever hung out with has a Johnny Cash album. That's well, every- that's different. Johnny Cash defies the times. Johnny the Cash, John, Johnny Cash is, dude. Johnny Cash is the best. But we'll get to that. <laughs> so, um, oh, was he on your list? Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. yeah we talk. I mean, like. Okay, yeah, we'll get to Johnny Cash later. Okay, okay. All right. so my next one is uh, the Vandals. I love the Vandals. They're a punk rock from the 90s. So uh, my favorite one is Hitler ba- uh, Vandals Good, Hitler Bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they have another one, uh, Live Fast Diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live Fast Diarrhea. Well, now that Live you brought fast. them up, I hate to immediately go to another direction, but does that mean there is or is not no effects on this list? Uh, I wrote down "We Are the Bruise," or, or you know, like that, because that's uh, what was Neapolitan was the name of that album. Yeah, but there's also heavy petting zoo. Heavy petting zoo, or, which is kind of the same he- as yeah, heavy petting zoo, or a fork in my eye. Is live fast diarrhea. Just sticking a fork in my eye, I think, mm-hmm. is another one. But yeah, no, the Vandals are funny, and they show it really well in their album titles. You're right, and like great titles up and down. Live fast, it also reminds diarrhea. me of uh, Blink 182's yeah. "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." <laughs> that is good. That is a good name for us. For yeah, now. I remember I was dating a girl named Ashley at the time, and I was I was like hardcore, not listening to anything other than new metal at that time. It was either 
Power mm-hmm. Man 5000 or Spine Shank or Static X. And she was like, check these guys out. I'm like, oh, fuck this. I'm a metalhead. Okay, this is good. I was reluctant to like Blink-182. And now that it's like 20 years past when they're in their prime, I'm like, you know what? They were good that whole time. But even when I wasn't liking Blink-182 and they were released Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, I was like, that's clever. That's yeah. good. Well, yeah, you, that, that's just good. What? And you look at the spelling of it. It's like split up just right. You know, like it's... They don't. Oh yeah. It's take off your pants. Oh, okay. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Like. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I oh, was, you got one past the censors. Well, I was never really into what I would call pop punk, which would be Blink One Eighty Two. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying. I'm trying. I to was think. heavily into pop punk. Well, there was a lot of good stuff, but I I gotta say I missed the mark because I was I myself at the time was like I'm dark. I'm dark. I like heavy stuff. I like. These guys are pop. Fuck pop. Even mm-hmm. though I liked it, but like to all my, to all my buddies that I hung out with, fucking eyeliner and spikes. Like I better not say that I like some forty one, or I'm gonna get my ass kicked. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know. Well, they were never that big. They weren't the big ones. I mean, like to me, like pop punk really started with like the No Effects and Green Day, and I got into Green that. Day, dude. Green and then Blink One Eighty Two was really significant was really of good. when pop punk became something you could take home and openly like in front of your mom. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I was kind of getting off board because I was like, no, 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 pop punk was great when it was still gritty pop punk. Well, there was a... But when that... it became packaged pop punk, I was like, nah. I remember, uh, I want to I say it was like 93 or 94, I saw a band called Frenzel Rom open for Sum 41 at the Rialto Theater. Frenzel Rom is a punk hmm. band from Australia. I have no idea if they're still around. I, I got the CD at the time. It's been almost 25 years. I, it probably ended up in the trash. Or Still something. awesome. But yeah, they were cool, man. Like they—they they reminded me a lot of like Less Than Jake. That's kind of what they made me think mm-hmm. of as far as like their style. Like, yeah, they all had like long dreads and and all that shit. You know, so they were white like, guys. Yeah, yeah. They were—they were Scott punk, but they were all Australian. So it was interesting. That sounds fun. I mean, Less Than Jake's just a good time. I've seen them live like three times. Less Than Jake is zero saw, albums ever. I saw Less Than Jake. But I'd see him again tomorrow. I saw Less Than Jake open for Guar. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking, dude. This is a fun time, top to bottom. I'm they not, only match. They don't match genre at all. They just match mood. Yeah, it was. It was at a Warp tour. It was at a Warp tour. It was. It was like. It was the Vandals, um, the Nobodies couple other random like 80s 90s punk bands and then guar <laughs> i was like what and, and the thing is i had never heard of guar at that time and they they come out on stage and huh. like i'm out there as like a 90s punk rocker wait what year was this you hadn't heard of guar yet no it was mid 90s early 90s i just i just because like i was i started with punk and then kind of tr- kind of mm. like melded my way into like getting into the really really like hard hard dark stuff you know it took yeah it took me a while because i had heard of guar before i really went to concerts heavily because they were on jerry springer they had a band they had a song and i remember watching them on jerry yeah springer. they were they had a song called the salamonizer <laughs> i just remember that's like the one song i remember the, the salamonizer i think they had an album an album called american psycho i think i think that was the misfits was it the Misfits? See, that's... The Misfits definitely had an album called American. So yeah. that, that's me showing my ignorance. That's me showing my ignorance. Like that's fine. I mean, like you know, the Misfits is probably one of the most glorified pop punk. Well, bands that's of all just time. that's just the genre that I don't have the hundred percent knowledge in. Like, glory. oh, that's fine. That's what I love. Yeah. 
like to uh, me that was what was pure pop punk you know like because it's a lot of pop and a lot of punk in it where it's just like no, well, no, the misfits were great good old songs about halloween like well they did that they did Halloween. well was it dancing they did halloween or Mis- Misfits did it? was the Misfits. And then they did Pumpkinhead? Danzig's big hit without them was Mother. Mother. Yeah, and then uh, Pumpkinhead. They did Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. And Pumpkinhead was on, like, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. Pumpkinhead. So, yeah, I can't <laughs> sing. But uh, the, the next one that I have is one of my dad's favorites. He's always talking to me about this album all the time, listen to it all the time. Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced? What an awesome album yeah. name, dude. What an awesome album name. Like, oh, dude. Could you imagine 1967? That album comes out. You don't know what Jimi Hendrix has a sound like, unlike you've ever well, heard. You've never, before. you've never heard that before. You've never heard that before. Yeah, maybe you heard it on the radio, and you're like, "There's a full album of this." You don't even know what you're about to experience. Like, is this guy, it's like is one this guy entryway. killing his guitar? Is this guy like killing his guitar? What's happening here? <laughs> I remember, yeah, as a kid listening to it, you're like, "Are his strings made of liquid?" <laughs> right. You know, like there's. Just something about it that just feels spacey. Right. Like, he didn't learn this from a human. He learned how to play from an alien. Right. He's, he was like another species. I like that you say that. Like, yeah. Because, like... Uh, but, yeah, but that's, like, what makes Are You Experience such a great title for that album. Because you're like, no, no, this is an experience. What you're about to listen to is going to transform you yeah. and take you to a place. And you're going to come out a little different. Well, and they, th- from that album, they actually changed the band name to Jimi Hendrix and The Experience. So that's that's pretty yeah. badass. Which how great? Yeah, and then you got to think about like Dude, electric. That was such a good one. You think about Electric Ladyland. What was the album after that that they did? Electric Ladyland. I'm pretty sure it was Electric, was electric Ladyland. The next one, I thought the next one was the one with um, it was like a yellow cover and it had sand castles. Oh, castles made of sand. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. Little Wing. Little, oh, Little, Little Wing was Wing. on it. I'm trying to remember what the name of that album was called. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing I'm a blank. my computer and look this up. Little, dude, because look. I had that album and it was brilliant. I think it was called Axis Bold as Love. Axis Bold of Love. You don't have to look it up. That's what it is. It's Axis Bold of Love. Yeah, dude. Axis... I remember having that. My dad... Great I, album. My dad actually uh, bought two of the vinyls when I was like 14. Because he was trying to get a new one for himself and gave uh-huh. and gave me one because he had bought me a turntable, and like wow. I had that, I had door, yeah, I had the Doors Morrison Hotel, and like and I, you know, we are very unique anymore. Like teenagers don't get to listen to vinyl anymore. Like the parents are going to be like, check this out, check this out. Like, yeah. like here's the wall on vinyl. Put some headphones on, don't do anything for about thirty minutes. I'll come back, and then tell me what you're thinking, <laughs> dude. Which, yeah, they don't have that. Like, my dad, as a kid, my dad, like, sat me down because I listened to some Led Zeppelin song on the radio, and I was like, this is great. What is this? And my dad was like, oh, remind me of this when we get home. And he, <laughs> that's when he, I heard Led Zeppelin 4 for the first time because I only heard Stairway. And I was like, this is the same song as the last song? And so then he, like, like listened to the whole album, right? And then my dad was like, afterwards, he's like, how was that? And I was like, these guys rock. And he's like, I got two more albums. You know, like, and you're like, what? It's at that point where, it's at that point where your dad's like, told you so. <laughs> the, yeah no exactly and then you're just like dad what else do you have that's rad yeah, you know yeah, what and then else, he was what like else do you have that's rad? check out yeah no, exactly and then he's like fleetwood mac and i'm like no boo pass on that I said one rad. pass on that one i said i said rad <laughs> and then and, and then they, <laughs> and then my pops brought up uriah heap the, the, the wizard oh my yeah. god yeah oh dude, dude. Uh, my dad had that album my dad was really big on uh on uriah heap and he like i'm trying to remember um Oh, there was another 70s band that only had one hit, but my dad loved him. 
My dad loved Golden Earring. Golden Earring. Yeah, their big hit was Radar Love. You know they were from yeah. you know they were from Sweden and that was the only English words that they knew were the lyrics to that song. That's hilarious. And I only know that because, <laughs> and, and I only know that because my dad told me so. <laughs> and I'm gonna use hashtag That's great. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna use on this episode I'm gonna use hashtag because my dad told me so. <laughs> For sure, dude. I mean, yeah, that's you get your music from somebody. Radar love. That's in my head now, man. That's a jam. That's a jam. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, Gold, it's golden dope. earring, man. Holy crap. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Was Captain Beyond the name of an album? Oh or no, a band no, or no. Uh, it was Cap- it was Captain Beefheart. the The album was the. Uh, there is a Captain Beefheart. Well, Captain. There is. Well, There's Cap- also a Captain band Be- Captain, Be- Captain Beyond. Captain Beefheart was in Captain Beyond. What? Yeah, they're they're the same people. I think. Oh my god! Google, Google can prove me okay, wrong. Okay, wait. No, I just looked it up. I I'm I'm Googled. So I had this album because it was one that my dad had. He would play, and then I, when I moved out, I bought it. The album's called Captain Beyond. The band is uh, Captain Beyond. It's uh, 1972, okay. and it's made of former members of. Doo, 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 doo. Wait, now where'd all it go? That sentence was just here. <laughs> Oh, Johnny Winters is in the band. The uh, Deep Purple, Iron Butterfly, John and Johnny Winters. Iron Butterfly. <laughs> Iron Butterfly. <laughs> but it was also just a really cool '70s album. Do you remember Inagata? Um, of course I do. Of course I. My dad had that album with the long play of it, where it's like a half an hour song. It was like one side of the tape. Yeah. I just remember that Simpsons. Yeah, as it should be. I just remember that Simpsons episode in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, exactly. In the Garden of Eden, baby. <laughs> what I gonna say about that album? That album, I was just reminded me of this cassette tapes were cool because when vinyls were there, of course, you had to flip it. There's the side A, side B. And cassette tapes kept that alive for a long time. Long time, yeah. Well, like you get an album, yeah. you get an album called B Sides, stuff like that. Like the Gorillas put out B Sides. Oh, yeah, dude. B-sides. I love B-sides. I mean, that's when you knew when you were a fan of the band, when you started to love their B-sides. Uh, yeah. You're like, oh, I'm in this. Yeah. So, like, st- I want to stay on the vein of, like, the 70s rock because, dude, fucking Frank Zappa has some of the best album names ever. Fucking. Correct. In My Centrifugal Force. Dude, come on. Come on. How about mm-hmm. how about Zappa Crappa? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that's just kind of getting along and being funny. I mean, like, because when I think about his album titles, the first thing I think about, I mean, the, the first album I think is Hot Rats, which is okay. But then there's Shake Your Booty. Shake, shake, your, shake bo- your Booty. Shake Your Booty. Shake Your Booty. Shake Your Booty. You're yeah, right. Yeah, Shake Your Booty. You're right. I didn't put the word play in. <laughs> shake Your Booty is so funny. <laughs> and you know, when there's... Because I've even seen that album. And you're like, what the hell is with this cover? And then you're like, learn where the Sheik is. You're like, this motherfucker. Yeah, and, and then there was like Goblin. It perfectly describes his sense of humor. Yeah, there was like Goblin. It captures him in two words. He he was a crazy motherfucker, dude. He was, and the thing is, he didn't do drugs. That was weird about him is he didn't do drugs. Like he had a PhD in music. Yeah. He had a PhD in music. It's fucking insane. Like probably had a PhD in amazing or awesome, dude. Yeah, he's so he's the kind of thing that I'm surprised I live on the same planet as him. Yeah, like, I mean, like, he, well, I know he's not here anymore. Yeah, I agree. But he was just out of this world. Like, even like when DVD concerts were huge, I bought a bunch of them. And I had like five different ones of Frank Zappa. And just watching him play and talk to people was just so commanding. But also, it didn't look like he was even trying to command it. He just was. He just did. 
It was it, like uh, in the '90s. I had a Frank Zappa shirt, and the thing is, is my dad. I've talked to you about this before. My dad is a Frank Zappa clone. Yeah. And like people would ask me, like, yeah. well, like why do why do you have a shirt with your dad on? I'm like, no, that's Frank Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, is I yeah, st- I remember that shirt. And I stole that shirt from my dad. I stole it from him. He's like, is that my Frank Zappa shirt? I'm like, no. Going to school, bye. <laughs> yeah, I did Although the funny thing about Frank Zappa is I feel like 20% of his audience looks like him. Oh, it's yeah. It's like once you listen to enough Frank Zappa, you start to just grow a mustache and a little bit under the yeah. lip. And, and you start talking. Your nose grows out a little. You start talking with this real slow cadence, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just a real cool guy. Like. <laughs> we, we, bo- we both just did our Zappa impression. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah dude hell yeah. yeah i love frank zappa oh and then there was uh let's make the water turn black and valley girl uh dude oh yeah if you guys out there listening have never, mean, if you guys out there listening have never picked up yellow a snow is a classic oh in my book. oh dude dynamo home oh yeah like watch out oh where, yeah dynamo home watch out where the huskies go don't you eat that yellow snow or uh move into montana soon gonna be a dental floss tycoon <laughs> Dude, like, yeah, when I first thought I was going to listen to Frank Zappa, I thought I was going to listen to some heavy rocking sort of thing mm-hmm. because I knew that he had, like, influenced just these monster guitar players. Well, he was and amazing. then I was so amazed to hear what he was. He was such his own planet and still is. Well, I think like, they, nobody I think, sounds like him or really is him. I think they were called uh, Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention, I think is what the band was. Well, that yeah, he was in that band, but he also released other things under just Frank Zappa. Yeah, which like any, yeah, anything for sure. You can pick up which anything. the Frank Zappa and the Mothers in Invention is a great name in itself. Yeah, well, you can you can pick up anything Frank Zappa, and if you haven't heard it before, sit down and smoke a joint. It's gonna blow your mind. It's just gonna blow your mind. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and the way he jumps around like that, or like that smooth, it's almost like, am I listening to jazz? And then there's like, no, this is definitely a hard rock solo. And then you're like. I don't even know what this genre is, but it's fun. It's smooth sounding. Yeah, he just like, he basically just like starts talking to you. He's just like you know. He, yeah, and it becomes a journey. It's true. It is like a podcast with yeah. with instruments. Yeah, like you hear all these like harmonicas and stuff going on in the background, and he just starts telling a story, and it's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, She's a valley girl. Uh, She's a, sorry, I got Frank Zappa in my head now. <laughs> no, it's all right. I mean, living in LA now, all the time I think about like his music because like I go to the valley. Oh, there you go. And you're like, like, oh my god! You know, it's like that kind of thing. Or like, he his house is only like two or three miles from where I live. Oh, dude. It's in a much nicer neighborhood, but it's there. And so when I go down that street, you're like, that's where Frank Zappa's house was. It's just the house is gone, like the one I'm thinking of, because he had one that he would allow all the musicians to live in, mm. and then he had one further up the hill that his family would live in, and that house is still there. But I never end up all the way up the hill. That's cool, man. Like I've never been to LA. It would kind of blow my mind, like. Because, like, we talked about this before, but, like, in my mind, L.A., New York City, uh, Paris, are all, these, are all these cities that only exist in movies. And I know that's silly, but that's just... That's like, exactly... That's not silly. When you're walking around out here, it's just like, this is from that movie, and that's from this movie, that's, and that's so from cool. that movie. That's like, so cool. That's so cool. Or especially, like, when I watched La La Land, you know, oh, which is yeah. just a love letter to Los Angeles. Specifically, you're like, oh, I live on the set of La La Land. That's I cool. definitely know that place. You know, I don't want to go down this. Like, I I just want to mention something, but I don't want to go down this hole. Like, I I was sure listen- enough. I was listening to a couple of podcasts the other day, and I'm sure you're familiar. But there's shit going on with Chris D'Elia. I don't want to get into it. 
I don't want to get. Yep, in. I am very familiar. I Go ahead. I don't want to get into it, but like it kind of sucks because it feels like it might hit the LA comedy scene. It kind of feels like it might be a thing. Like because I saw they're like starting to look into Brian Callen and like I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very much speaking out of school. I don't know. This is just from podcasts I've heard. But like they, I say, if they're all guilty, get rid of them all. Yeah. We gotta change how that. Yeah. We gotta. I, just, see, I can see. Everyone's gotta respect everybody. Here's but the thing. They, like, you know, we don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but it's like I'm, I'm not worried about getting rid of pedophiles. So you're like me neither. Cool. Me neither. Me neither. The thing, what I'm getting at is, uh, Chris D'Elia doesn't surprise me, but not Brian Callen. That Brian Callen is one of those people in my mind. Like no, no. Like Brian Callen's like America's dad in my mind. You know what I mean? Like. And, you know, and, like, Rogan's squeaky clean. They probably couldn't find anything with him, like, with bleach in a microscope. But, like, who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, I don't Yeah, exactly. To... You wait for that stuff to surface, and then you figure it out from there. Like, I'm not going to – I'm not searching for it. Yeah, but um, wait, I don't want to wanna go down that hole. I really don't. Do you Do you have one on deck, or should I toss one out? I got, I got a great name. I got several more, but toss out all you can think of. I'm thinking Public Enemy. Oh, oh which one? They have – well, the one that I first was thinking of, it takes a nation of millions. Oh, to I have that. Ri- I have that written down. Booyah, booyah, hell yeah! We oh, were... dude, yeah, awesome. Yeah. And which is also like fear of a black planet is also equally strong. You're like feel bad choosing that one over the other. That's so but funny. But also, it's like that's so funny. You're I have not that... gonna get fucking better album titles than those. Two. That's so funny. I have that written down. I was like, I was like, hell yeah, and it, like. Like Aaron's not gonna think of this one. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like it's a thesis statement for what that band is. There's oh, no dude, better yeah. thing for that band to be selling on T-shirts, on album titles. It's the best. They're like public. I remember my first Public Enemy album. I want to say we were freshmen in high school, and I don't even remember mm-hmm. the album that I had. But it was like my introduction to rap. You're like, oh, okay. I was listening to ICP and Twisted. That's not rap. It's its own thing. You know, and then I got exposed. Like, yeah, I got exposed to like N.W.A. and Brother Lynch Hung, and uh, mm-hmm. Tupac. I'm like, okay, okay, this is different. And what I notice now is like, as a 37 year old adult, I still love my metal, but what I listen to the most is different types of rap. Like legit, that's hmm. what I listen to the most. You know, like, there's no, you know, that's great. Like, like any day and any day of the week, throw me in some fucking mushroom head or or uh, some Slipknot or some Mashuga or Mudvayne. You know, I'll listen to it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll crank the I'll crank the volume up to eleven and break it off and throw it against the wall. But I will also do the same with a good, good fucking rap song. Oh, for sure. Oh, dude, especially one that really, if it rubs your brain the right right way musically and lyrically, mm-hmm. and then of course you know like the rhythms of their voice. Oh yeah, just yeah, so yeah. hypnotic. Well, like uh, it's just like when those things are all hitting on all cylinders, it feels like it just. It's like getting a massage on your brain far differently than the way like a rock song I feel like hits me in the heart. Well, it takes you where you're away. like, I'm gonna jump around now. Yeah, it takes you know, you like away. but then there's yeah, but a good rap song is just like it's like massaging my brain. I'm yeah. like, Oh yeah, there we go. That's clear. Just massage your message in there. Like have you have you ever heard of George Watsky where he just goes by Watsky? Dude No, wait, no, you sent me. Someone sent me Watsky. Oh, I, it was me. Was it you? That was, that was probably me. The fuck No, the- yeah, no, I did. You guy. sent me a couple of his songs, and he's great, and he's out here now. Yeah, that guy's fucking amazing. He just he just uh, last month he set the world record for a four hour four hour freestyle. Guinness Book of World Records, oh, four hour freestyle. That is, yeah. Do you think he had a headache when that was done? You would have to. You would have to. Like 
that level of focus for that long, could, you could pass you, out. Could you imagine how mentally drained you would be after four hours of just, I couldn't imagine talking. That's what I'm you. saying. Cause you gotta be like three steps ahead of yourself, but you also can never drop the ball in it or say the same thing. twice. I mean, it's, yeah. And then in my mind, it's like, like people make fun of NASCAR for not being a sport, <laughs> but I'm like, no, NASCAR is actually so mental that it's a sport. Well, it's very, well, because you're like, and it's very physically demanding. It's very physically demanding. No, and exactly, but it's also it's. I feel like it's so much on reflex, as well. And so, like mentally, you're just like you got to be clear of the head, but also completely focused and looking forward and yeah. everything else. I feel like it would be the same for freestyle rapping for that long. Oh yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, you'd ha you'd have to be yeah. You'd have to be seeing like three car lengths ahead of you, thinking about. For sure, Left, but right, also noticing and... if anything's coming up from the side, uh, yeah. and you have to, yeah, you can't fucking crash. <laughs> yeah, and like, <laughs> like uh, the cool thing is you can find that on YouTube. The whole thing is on YouTube. It's fucking amazing. He like, he's literally sitting on his couch for four hours with no cut, and he's like picking stuff Good up. For him, he's like picking stuff up and like rapping about it and putting it back down, and it's it's crazy. And like his his basic thing that what got my what caught my attention for me is he's the most talented speed rapper I've ever heard. The most talented. Mm -hmm. He's got a song called Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. It has Jim Belushi in it. Tell him. <laughs> Dude, it's good stuff. But uh, Yeah, so he deserves the shout-out. Yeah. Shout-out yeah. to Watsky. George Watsky. So the next one I have written down, which is uh, one, I, one that my dad showed me. I have so many of these that my dad showed me. Yeah, shout-out to our parents, yeah. man. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Like a lot of my shout out to anybody that just showed you an album out of nowhere and, and then you're like, what? Fucking great album. So this this is a band called Jethro Tull, and the one of my favorites of all time. The album this is the dopest. I have to say this is the dopest album name I've ever heard because of the image it puts in your brain. Locomotive okay. breath. Locomotive breath. Yeah. That puts this like this image in your brain. Think about that. Like for me, it, for me, it puts like this image in my head of like this guy blowing out with like this huge like exhaust like he's blowing out like uh like yeah it's cold yeah yeah like what's coming out of his mouth and so is... the frost is thick but he's also determined and moving forward yeah you yeah. know so it's just like you're like yo yeah this guy's on a mission to do something somewhere and he's got to leave here yeah and we're not getting in his way it's 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 like and you look at the album cover like uh like uh molly hatch had a really similar album cover with a tra mm -hmm. with a train because uh molly hatch had an album called slow train to hell which uh, had yeah. like had an album like the album the album cover was like this train with all these like demons on it. But it, wait, like, can I give a, an album title that's almost that album title? Of course. I'm. Uh, I remember there's an album title that I also find funny is a one way ticket to hell and back again. Mm, I'm not familiar. I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't remember the name of the band though. It's the guys that did. Um, they did like a faux seventy song in the early two thousands. Had a big hit. Are you thinking of Muse? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up and get the band's name. <laughs> to hell and back to again. To hell and back again. Yeah, the darkness. The darkness. Okay, okay. Like uh, because you can't get a one way ticket and come back. That's a fucking. Oh, uh, it's an oxymoron. That's a round trip. Yeah. That's why I think it's so funny. One way ticket to hell and back is like that's hilarious. It sounds exactly like an album. You get the idea of what it is, but also like that's not what a one-way ticket is. The darkness. <laughs> you snuck a joke in past me. One of the, one of the worst. Um, I do want to throw out there, just in case there's any nerds listening. I do know that the album title of the Jethro Tull album was Aqualung. Aqualung. The, the one that. Aqualung. Mm -hmm. Woo woo. <laughs> I had to do that. Yeah. 
first uh that was the f- first song I ever learned how to play on guitar. Aqualung, that's dude, Jethro Tull, man. Any yeah. of you listeners out there, hopefully we're dropping some fucking knowledge on something you've never heard before. Hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they like like a thing and then we mention another thing and they're like, Yeah, that works. That's my, good. My next one that I have is a band called Hawkwind. They had an album called You Shouldn't Do That. <laughs> 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 I haven't heard of either of those things, but that's great. Yeah, they're they're a '70s band. They were a lot of, right alongside lines of uh, Canned Heat, you know, like uh, moving down the road yeah. on the road again. Like they're on that same. They were like that psychedelic Pink Floyd. Like that, the song is literally you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. You should, that's literally what the song is. Like, yeah, it's Canned Heat. Just for if you don't know who Canned Heat is, everybody on the road. My description again. of them would be like they're like a hippies '60s sort of violent fence there you go oh dude yeah yeah mixed with a little flaming lips a little bit just a little bit oh yeah for sure yeah i can see the flaming lips totally digging on some canned heat yeah yeah i loved canned heat when i was in middle school i always loved that it was I, just like i always loved the harmonica they had but on the road again oh all of it sounded like they were making fun of something but it was also completely sincere yeah canned heat man yeah when was the last time you thought about canned heat probably like 10 years ago because they were in a commercial yeah <laughs> some commercial had a can't heat song and i was like good for whoever made this commercial i don't know who they are but i love them so my my next one is uh joe satriani surfing with an alien uh-huh. that that's which a, had a great great cover that's a oh yeah silver surfer it was silver surfer it was on the cover that cover that and uh i remember being blown away that silver surfer was the cover yeah because my dad the, it was drawn me. specifically for that album yeah and so you're like, Jack Kirby sat there and drew the Silver Surfer for Steve I? Or I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, Joe Satriani? Yeah. And so you're like, this guy must be for reals. Yeah, right? My dad, like, I remember my dad was listening to it, and I was like, Dad, what is this? He's like, oh, it's, it's you know, surfing with an alien. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he showed me the cover. I'm like, Dad. <laughs> dad. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I thought I was dropping, but it, I thought I was dropping knowledge on him. And he's like, no, like, mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew this already. I knew this already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also... Much like I described Jimi Hendrix, Joe Satriani also sounded like an alien who was playing with strings that were made of liquid. They almost came from the same elk, except for the difference of Jimi Hendrix wanted to be like jazz fusion, and right. Joe Satriani wanted to be the same level of intensity for an elevator. Well, <laughs> Hendrix also <laughs> Hendrix also was dipping his toe like in the blues a little bit, you know, like oh heavily. He uh, wanted to be the guitar Miles Davis. Yeah, yeah. But then you look at like you look at like Satriani and what was the one you said a second ago? Um, Steve I. Steve I. Yeah, they're yeah. all they're all in the same genre of like uh, that guitar is just a, an extension of who they are. Like you could imagine. Oh, like, dude, they'd be nothing without their guitar. You can imagine. You like, know, like well, think about. I don't want them to have podcasts. <laughs> well, think about like Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> think about any one of those. Put yourself in their brain for a second, and them playing a song. I guarantee they're not thinking mm-hmm. about it. I guarantee they're not thinking about it at all. Like they're just like, okay, this is the muscle memory for this song, and I'm gonna play this. And I'm going to change that around completely, and I'm gonna say Steve Vai sounds so mathematical. Oh well, yeah, that I bet I you he's completely that. thinking about I, I it. I can't argue that. But Joe Satriani, yeah, he's just trying to plug his guitar straight into his heart and be like, just play the emotion. <laughs> like about, he's totally that guy. Just play the emotion. What about uh, what about Jeff Beck? You know, Jeff Beck is a guitar god. I never got into. It's good stuff. It's good and stuff. like. I'm sure he is. And I remember he came to town and someone got free tickets once. And they were like, should I go? And I like looked him up. I'm like, yeah, look, he has 20 songs, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, like, but it was like, it's never a thing I quite got into. He, re- he released. A t- yeah. He released a techno album in 2000. 
It's really it, <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm not even joking. Nobody asked him for that. It, it, it was still good. It was still good. It basically what it was was his guitar riffs that a DJ kind of programmed beats to. You know. Yeah, but it, still, that's great. That's what being an artist is, man. Well, honestly, you I don't fucking honestly I just don't, do what your heart wants to do next. Well, I honestly don't think he had a lot to do with the album. He just it was like, okay, here's these riffs, and this DJ was like, okay, I'm, um, gonna, I'm gonna. It I'm was gonna, like there was two producers, the ones yeah. who play his stuff and the one mm-hmm. to record the techno part on it to it yeah whatever and fine the, the next one i thought of we already mentioned was uh ride the lightning like metallica's got so many we movies. mentioned that off the air though we didn't mention the, that on the air at all okay so uh ride the lightning ride the lightning because for those that are listening that didn't hear the conversation that was <laughs> before, before we started before recording <laughs> yeah the first thing i said to keith i want to say, i don't know if i said hi first i was just like so which ride the lightning <laughs> album are you choosing yeah exactly it wasn't a matter of if Metallica is showing up, it's which one? Yeah, yeah. Then we got Master at Puppets. We got what else? Kill them all. Kill them all. Perfect. Like yeah. I said, the Injustice for All. I think it's a better album title than album. Injustice for All. Yeah. Like, what was your favorite Metallica album that you like sat down and listened to? If you, you know, if that's it. If I was to, the one I've listened to the most is probably Ride the Lightning, and then followed by Master of Puppets, and then Kill Em All. Black album was pretty amazing. Black, Black album was great, but I just didn't own it. My friend owned it. Oh, see, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that was the thing in the. It's 90- one of those things. That was the thing in the '90s. Like you could like a band, but not have all their albums. Mm-hmm. But like maybe your buddy's got this or that other album from that same band, but you have this album that they don't have, and then you get to go over to their house and be like, "Dude, check this out! I have this one. Oh shit, I haven't heard that one yet." That's that's the thing that doesn't. Yeah, happen anymore. I'm the same way with like Nirvana Unplugged. Mm. I never owned it, so it's not a one that I think of when I think of Nirvana, because I had In Utero and I had Nevermind. So those are the two that I think of right away. Because they're the best. Not that they're the best. Yeah, now well, not that Unplugged is any worse. If that was one that you listen to a lot, that makes a lot of sense. Was a, it's a lot of people's favorite album. Was a Heart Shaped Box in In Utero? Yeah. Yeah, dude. In Utero, I would have to say, is my favorite Nirvana album. Like, Nevermind was good. Yeah. I, I would say Never Nevermind was the album I was introduced on. That was, like, where I heard them the first time. And then I went back and bought... Oh, for sure. And then I went, All of us. And then I went back and bought Bleach. Remember that album Bleach? Mm-hmm. That big cheat. That oh yeah, album. I bought Bleach after I bought Bleach after I bought all those other albums. Well, like you said, I think so. My, f- I think everybody our age, I- the first Nirvana album we had was Nevermind. Uh, the first Nirvana album I had was In Utero. The In first Utero. thing I heard on the radio from them was Smells Like Teen Spirit mm. by Emma Mile. Okay. I like Smells Like Teen Spirit, but I was like, it came out in '92. I was born in '82, so I was 10. I'm not like I need that album. Oh, right. And then In Utero came out, and by then I was like. 12 and now i need that album <laughs> but but i did it because i wanted to get um smash smash remember that uh offspring yeah huh? i wanted smash the offspring there was that song self-esteem oh and such a good I song thought, such a good song oh i thought it was the best song i'd ever heard my whole life and so i went straight to the store and bought nirvana in utero not realizing it's completely the wrong album of band <laughs> went home and listened to it and i was like this is the best and then it was like two months later i was like I never got the song I went to the store I to get. To go get it. <laughs> I, I think well, my, yeah, I never got Smash. I think my, my favorite Offspring memory is, uh, I don't remember my age, but my dad and I were flying to Florida, and I had a uh, Walkman with a cassette tape in it. You know, the old, mm-hmm. and I had the uh, self-titled Offspring album. It was the one before Smash. And it, yeah. it had the song Beheaded on it. And I, I remember oh, nice. I remember being on the airplane because I bought that album, hadn't listened to it yet. My because my dad took me to the record store and he's like, "Okay, buy a couple of cassettes because we're gonna be on the airplane for a couple of hours." Like I was like, "All right, no, you know." Yeah, I bought, for sure. And I you know I bought this and that and the other thing and I bought the Offspring because I 
Like I hadn't heard of any. I, like the album cover was dope because it was like that skeleton that was like all on. It was like the yeah. It was like the ribs. It was like the X-ray. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm buying this. And I was like on the on the airplane, like listening to it. And the song "Beheaded" came out, and it was all about cutting your girlfriend's head off and stuff like that. And I was like sitting. <laughs> I was like ten, eleven, whatever. We'd however. never be allowed to release that today. Yeah, however old I was, like sitting next to my dad with his my headphones on and and looking looking at him, listening to the song. I was like, okay, I'm on an airplane over the over the United States, listening to a song about cutting people's heads off. This is dope. <laughs> this is this is oh awesome. for sure. Like, I, I oh, dude, I'm trying to just think about that era because I remember I was so into that type of music at that specific time. I mean, because that's also pop punk, but like the Nirvana and all that other stuff. Well, you got like, to think, think, think about you got to think about Soundgarden. Soundgarden, oh dude, Soundgarden was so good. Like Black a, Hole Sun, like blow up the outside Classic. world. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think oh yeah, for sure. Pearl Jam and of course Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, Pearl Jam, uh, Temple, uh, Stone Temple Dogs, or was it was a uh... Stone Temple Pilots? No, there was. Oh, a, there was a, another Temple of the Dog. Dog Temple. Temple of the Dog. Temple of the mm-hmm. Dog. It was uh, Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell. Nice. Yeah, it was good stuff. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, I feel like it's time for me to throw out one. I know I had one on the top of my head. I mean, <laughs> you might need to. This, this is a hard topic, right? <laughs> it's a hard topic, right? Like when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, this is easy. Oh shit! Because <laughs> there's so you many think because ones. you want to go with your favorite albums of all time, but then you have to go. But are they the best album titles of all time? Yeah, like I still, I still have. Quite I mean, like are... I know what I was thinking. Appetite for Destruction. Oh, uh, Guns and Roses. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Or didn't have... as a kid? Didn't they have one called the Spaghetti Incident or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or am I thinking of the stream? I, uh, I think it was the Spaghetti Incident Massacre. Yeah, yeah. Because there, there was an there was a band called the String Cheese Incident. And I don't want to mix them up. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, yeah, it was called the Spaghetti Incident. But, dude, as a kid, because like again, like being like a ten year old, I didn't want Nevermind just yet. But as a ten year old, I one hundred percent wanted whatever Slash was playing. Dude, I remember. I like remember... as a kid, I connected to what Slash was, and you're just like, I, I don't. He doesn't say a word, but I get him. I, re- I remember walking around my elementary school with a Walkman cassette tape, listening to. Uh, Mr. Brownstone, and you know. Oh yeah, of course. You know, at that age, I had no idea that that song was about heroin. But it, I was like nine years old, walking around my 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 school, and like, hell yeah, I'm listening to Guns uh-huh. N' Roses, whatever, man. We I uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm friends with the the Brownstones out here. Nice. <laughs> they're still out here. I know it's funny because like you know them, and they're like, you know, we're related to Mr. Brownstone. You're like, you know, stop telling people. Don't tell me. Yeah, you keep that to yourself. <laughs> yeah, don't tell people that. Uh, but, dude, like, Appetite for Destruction was a thesis for oh. what they were going to do to oh, rock yeah. and roll. And think about like, that was that We're was not like, even going to, like, destroy it. We're hungry to destroy it. Well, and that was, like, five years. That was the thing. That was, like, five years before they debuted on the Terminator 2 soundtrack, which just fucking threw them to the, through the roof. Think about that. Like, when they were on the Terminator 2 soundtrack. Are you sure? Is yeah. that when it started? I think so. For me, at least. Because in my mind, I mean... They were already gigantic by the time I discovered who they were. It was just like, oh, welcome to the jungle. I think whoever's I th- doing this is doing this right. I, I th- personally, in my opinion, I think is when they were on the Terminator Two is like when they just fucking when they got huge. Maybe they're maybe the. Re- I feel like maybe in re- my mind, I'm already made up my mind that that's just when you discovered who they were. Because I feel like maybe they were huge. Maybe, maybe they were already hit huge. Immediately. Maybe they were already huge, and that's why they were on Terminator. So like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm looking. Appetite for Destruction came out in 87. And then Terminator 2? 90, it... 92. Yeah, it was Terminator 2, right? Not just Terminator? Yeah, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Yeah, it was like four years later. 
And so I feel like this was a hit immediately. But that's but you know what? By the time I discovered this side of rock, it was already post Terminator. So I wouldn't know. I wouldn't <laughs> remember. I don't. I wasn't like eight years old. Like why isn't this band hitting? You know, <laughs> like well, I was like ten years old. I'm like this band exists. Well, that, that's I, awesome. But I was though. But I was. You know, like that's. Mm-hmm. My, like my dad was so yeah exactly my my dad like yeah my, your dad was more into that dude, yeah maybe my, dude i was like 14 years old maybe 12 14 years old and my dad was buying me insane clown posse posters because he's like these guys are crazy right keith i'm like yeah dad they are <laughs> like i remember i remember the very first time i had an insane clown posse shirt i walked into the house you know like my dad gave me 20 bucks i went to the mall and came back with an icp shirt and uh they had their, mm-hmm. they had their pictures on it is like and my dad's like what are you wearing i'm like it's an ICP shirt. And he's like, okay, those guys look like insane clowns. I'm like, dad, you got it. <laughs> and like my dad, never, <laughs> and, and my dad never hated on them once. I remember on my dad's deathbed, he asked me, I was sitting next to him on my dad's deathbed. He had me playing chicken hunting. The mm-hmm. ICP, who's going chicken hunting? We's going chicken. Like my dad loved that shit. But your dad, like my dad, your dad awesome. gets it. Yeah. My dad was awesome. I mean, like, cause your dad was like a rock and roller, like, through and through his whole life oh yeah big time big time big time that's what it was all about like he encouraged me like i remember one time i was listening to it was either white zombie or something like that and he came walking into mm-hmm. my he came walking into my room my room was like you know 90s stoner all thrash my dad came walk because my dad allowed that whatever but he came yeah, walk, he, he came walking in and he's like you realize what you're listening to is satanic right and I looked at him and I was like, <laughs> and I looked at him and was like, Dad, don't you think I'm uh, smart enough to make my own decisions? He literally looked at me and he's like, no, oh, you're right. And, and I walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's also just like, oh, yeah, kids, kids run wrong. Yeah. yeah, fucking, of course. Of course it's satanic. You know, I want it to be awesome, too. Yeah, well, he just had to tell me. He just had to tell me. He's like, you realize it's satanic, yeah. right? Yeah, Dad. Okay, cool. As long as you know. <laughs> That's basically what it was. It was like, That's what? so funny. Yeah, as long as you get it. So the the next the next album title that I have this is like not a huge band that I'm into but I just love this album title the band is Megadeth but uh, the mm-hmm. album the album title is Euthanasia yeah that's a, oh dude actually Megadeth is an awesome band they're good they're like they're just not something that I'm like super into I can't say they suck they're just not an album yeah I never like I never like bought a shirt or anything but I've seen them in concert you know like that was the thing is like Dave Mustaine from Phoenix. I have so much respect for him as a guitar player yeah, he's from Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, dude, exactly. From Phoenix, monstrous guitar player, fucking, I can't hate, I can't love Metallica and hate Megadeth. It doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, there's just, a, and it's, that's just such a cool fucking name. I, that's why I had to pick, but, well, that's why I had to pick the album yeah. name. I just remember the album name and album cover. You know, and like Megadeth, like, cause I've always, like, when it comes to metal, I like heavy singing more than I like guitars. So mm. Megadeth. Just, I'm the opposite. Yeah, see there. Because you go. I like the melody of it, yeah. and so what they're doing, what, what metal is doing with melody and guitar, was just so far different from every other genre in guitars. Yeah, well, and then like you, like anything Dave, like Dave Mustaine is amazing. Like he, mm-hmm. he, he re, did you hear he just beat uh, last year, two years ago, he just beat cancer. He's in yeah. in remission and all that. So that's badass, man. That like. Uh, and uh, I hear he's playing again. Yeah, Megadeth is all about like that '80s kind of like uh, power metal. I just I like. Oh, dude, he was Riff City. Yeah, if Riff City, metal Riff City, Riff City. That's what he is. Yeah, like you remember uh, they were on the Universal Soldier soundtrack. 
I know. I only saw that once, like yeah. when I was a kid. Well, they even made a video for it. There's a, a Megadeth Universal <laughs> Universal Soldier video. That's funny. I don't think I've ever seen one of their music videos. I'm sure I'd like it because I'm sure, like at this point, it's cheesy because well, it would feel like it's making fun of its own time. Well, I guess the big thing is that Jean Claude Van Damme is a big Megadeth fan, so he's been in like four of their videos. Oh fuck yeah! That's great. Yeah. I like all of that. I like all of that. Yeah, dude. What's there to hate on that? That's uh, great. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's like, I can crack a walnut with my butt cheeks and listen to Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Checks out. Sounds great. And then if he was like, if you're in Megadeth and Jean-Claude Van Damme's like, I love you guys. I'll be in your music videos. I want to meet you. You're like, okay. wait, what was the second thing? <laughs> like, what? I heard, I, heard, I, heard yeah. I love you guys. I heard I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you know what? Come on down. Let's do all three of those things in one day. You mean we get to hang out with the muscles from Brussels? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, when you mentioned this type, uh, topic to me initially, and you were like, great album titles, one of the things that came to my mind immediately, I wonder if it's on your list, is Evil Empire. Oh, I didn't write Rage that Against one. the Machine. I, I should have, but I didn't write that one down. That's such a good one. That album cover is great, too. Oh. I used to have that shirt. Oh, yeah, because it's a smirky-ass little kid. You're like, a, what's he e doing? With the E on his shirt. Yeah, and I thought like maybe he was the Empire as a kid, and you listen to the album, you're like, oh no, no, <laughs> oh no, no, oh, he's no. not. <laughs> no, the system is actually the Sam Goody that I bought this from is the Empire. Yeah, man. right. That's actually probably where I got that shirt was Sam Goody. That's probably where I got that shirt. <laughs> yeah, That's hell yeah. Oh, but what a great album. Yeah, they, they they had a lot of really good albums. They had a lot of really good albums. Like I'm drawing a blank. On yeah. the, I'm drawing a blank on the one that had uh, the Monk on the cover that's on fire. That I want to say was a self-titled. Was it? That that was a really good album. Like the every song on. Oh, dude! Great. Yeah, that was a perfect album. They're yeah. actually they released only perfect albums till their last one, that Renegades one. Yeah, the first one with the Monk is self-titled, and then there's Battle for Los Angeles. Battle for Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, and there's Renegades. Renegades. And then after that, album. you're breaking into the live albums. Yeah, Renegades was. It's their weakest of their albums. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. love Rage Against the Machine, but that's the one that you're going to listen to the least. In that, in that same genre, one of my favorite bands, which is like, there's so many people that don't know about this band, but if you're super into the genre, they're called Primer 55. They fit in with Rage Against the Machine, hmm. and they have an album called Introduction to Mayhem. That's such a badass name. That's great, too. Yeah, yeah, Introduction to Mayhem. And, uh, the, I mean, could you imagine, like, you're at a concert, you don't know who they are, and the banner comes down that says introduction to mayhem yeah and then the, like the roadies are setting it up and you're like oh fuck one, one of their best songs off that album is called super freak love <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah dude they, they they're they're your classic 90s rap metal you know like they're classic you know you could put in probably an archetype and get the exact sound but you know they were they were it's awesome they were badass dude they were badass so i'm gonna keep rolling brother i got some more unless you got one you want to jump in with Oh, no, I just did the last one. Okay. I got some more for later, but let's cool, do cool. one of you. So uh, one of my next favorites is a band called, uh, a little band, a little band you might know called Primus. Uh, you, know, you might know. You know, might know yeah. Oh, I uh, I know Primus pretty well. What about Southbound Pachyderm? One of the coolest names ever. <laughs> uh, sailing the Seas of Cheese. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. such cool, uh, 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 Boon, uh, Boonville Stomp, which is actually uh, one of Les Claypool's solo albums which is amazing so it's have you have you heard any dude i love all of his weird side projects yeah. have you listened to the lennon claypool delirium no 
No, I haven't. So he's... Oh, dude, it sounds psychotic. You'll love it. <laughs> You'll love like, it. I, I, yeah, I was playing it last year, and my girlfriend at the time walked in and was like, is this devil music? And is I was this, like, "Is this devil maybe. Music? It's all devil music. <laughs> like it's, it's all devil music. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's the singer of the band. Well, I mean, I guess they both sing. It's Sean Lennon, so John Lennon's son. Yeah, he was on a Slipknot Shockingly, album. at this point. He was on a Slipknot He was on a Slipknot album? Yeah. yeah. Dude, his... He's actually pretty cool, yeah. and he sounds like John. But of course, Les Claypool sounds like him, and he can't stop himself. Oh, yeah, that's just. Les and Claypool. so the two of them together, it's just like this real weird madness. Well, like, but I, it all gels together. I heard of Sean Lennon because he originally, the way I heard of him first, it, he did a track on a Soulfly album. You remember the band Soulfly? Oh, weird. Yeah, he's he's on. A, yeah, I remember Soulfly. He's on a he's on a track on a Soulfly album with Maiden James Keenan. Uh, Chino Morenas from Deftones, and mm-hmm. Max Cavalera from Soulfly, and he's he's like the mellow part of the song. And like it's the first time I heard of the guy, and like I was like, wait a minute, this is John Lennon. What? Like this is John Lennon's son, mm-hmm. and like he's rocking out with Max Cavalera. Like what? <laughs> I always knew he was John Lennon's son, which is why I sold them down the river immediately. Yeah, because you're just like, oh, lightning doesn't strike twice, and he's not John Lennon. No, but then. When he did the thing with Claypool, I was like, I listened to it, and I was like, this is actually pretty good. And I've gone back and listened. He has a band with a great name, Ghost of a Sabertooth Tiger. No, that's pretty dope. <laughs> that's pretty dope. Yeah, no, great name. And the band isn't super heavy. It's actually, like, really light, but really good. I got super into that band all of a sudden. I was like, fuck, I guess I'm a Sean Lennon fan. Mm-hmm. That's too funny. Say that it was Ghost of a Sabertooth Tiger? <laughs> yeah. That's... That's kind of awesome. <laughs> it's super awesome. The imagery of it is so good. You're like, oh fuck, dude, I do want to see a ghost with a saber tooth. So now that makes That'd me be amazing. That that starts to make me think of like badass band names, man. That's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing. Oh yeah, that's a different episode altogether. <laughs> so my uh I love Primus, so that kinda like got me to start thinking about that same kind of style. Like that same kind of mm-hmm. the next one I thought of was uh what's the guy's name from Faith No More? Uh, Mike, something. Uh, I know we're going Mr. Bungle. Is That's what I was going to say. Now, yeah. So, but the album's called The Desert Search for the Techno God. Like, that's a pretty amazing album name. <laughs> that's a pretty amazing album. Yeah, Mike Patton. Mike Patton. What I, I don't even think I said Mike. But, yeah. They, they, <laughs> Neither one of us said anything. Because I was like, I'm going to be so mad when I look this up and figure out exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, Mr. Bungle, like, how would Because you... I have, I've seen Tomahawk. I've seen, you know, like I've seen Mr. Bungle. You're like, no, I've watched these bands. Fontamas used to come to town all the time for a while. So they're just like, shit, man. This guy's had an epic career, and he keeps jumping around from band to band, and we fucking follow him because he's amazing. One of the big things I respect about him is uh, in the late 90s, he came out as openly gay, and like people hated on him. But he, like, he just kept fucking trudging along, man. Just kept trudging along. Mike Patton don't give a shit about what you think you about that shit. Yeah. Why would he give a fuck? Well, because he's fucking Mike Patton. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, if you're listening to his music, you don't give a fuck either. Like, who cares? Who fucking cares? I never listened to his music, even considering. I didn't know he was gay till right now. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that till I start, start, did research for the show. I honestly didn't know that. Till it I did didn't that. even. Yeah. It didn't occur to me to notice. Yeah, I didn't even. <laughs> like, I, it wasn't. Like I said, I didn't even know that till I did research for these titles for the band names. Like I didn't know that at all, and I was like, totally. I was like, that's notable. Like, like, uh, what was that one Faith No More song that was so? What is this? Uh, you want? Epic. Yeah, epic. Yeah, it's called Epic. Yeah, it's so good, so good. 
I mean, when I was a kid and heard that, I connected immediately. You're like, yep, this is the band I'm going to listen to mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, I, I always liked everything that they did. Like, well, that time period, like those same time period as like Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're like, what was that the album? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the album they had? Uh, Blood Sex Magic? Yeah, Blood like, Sugar Sex Magic. Is that what it was called? That's good stuff, man. Yeah. That was good stuff. Oh, dude, super cool. It's good stuff. I want to throw out an album title for a band. I mean, we all love this band, but no one really loves this band. You know what I mean? Like, in the set, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say the name. Is I'm talking about James Ronnie Dio. Oh, God. We all love James Ronnie Dio, but who has a collection of James Ronnie Dio? I, I used to. I used to. I used to be really I, I used to be really into fucking Dio. Like, I, I had a Holy Diver shirt for a long time. It, yeah. And last, I, year, uh, last year, I went through a Dio phase because I just happened to run across somebody at work played The Last in Line. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I was like, and then for the next two months, I was James Ronnie Dio deep. But I have loved the album title, Killing the Dragon. Killing the Dragon. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's so metal. That's so fucking metal. That's... It's exactly. It's not just metal. It's completely his fantasy metal yeah you're like there's nothing more james ronnie dio than being like killing the dragon when he brought that name up as an album title i'm sure they were like you may have already named an album that like it just sounds <laughs> like it already exists are you sure in this world are you sure you didn't do that once already <laughs> i know and then he's like oh shit did i and then to look it up and they're like no no we're thinking lock up the wolves uh, you know like just like then he's like dragon scales dragon so scales. <laughs> oh for sure like there's no way that you can hear that look at that Look at the back and see the names of the songs and not know exactly what the album is writing. <laughs> Dio, man, that's a good fucking cut, dude. Dio, hell yeah. So oh, my, I love Dio. So I got another one if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Do you remember the band Mindless Self-Indulgence? Yes. They had, a, they had an album called The Frankenstein Girls Will Be Strangely Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> what a warning yeah dude it was so good i loved it it was they were like this uh that's funny they, i never liked that band they were like electro pop hardcore i guess that's what you'd call mm-hmm. them and like uh i was really into them. i just felt like they were always um like you know what trolls are on the internet i mean yeah. we all know but like how they're just like trying to get you mm-hmm. i felt like they were that of a band well the lead like singer, a band just trying to get you the lead singer's name was little jimmy urine for fuck's sake so. Yeah, no, exactly. I just felt like you're like, no, I don't want you guys to just keep poking at me till I break. You know, you know how, like you know how I heard of those guys? They opened up for Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> That's how I heard of them. <laughs> Makes perfect sense, dude. Fuck it. First, first, it was Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg came out first, and then it was Mindless Self Indulgence, and then Insane Clown Posse. No joke. <laughs> it was in. It was in. But did Fe- Snoop Dogg have a bedtime? It was Why? in. It was in Phoenix in like 1996. The, that's crazy. Yeah, that's how I heard of them. I was, like they came. Snoop Dogg has like the best career. He's he's the dog father. Yeah, no, he can just show up whenever he wants, anywhere, do be as much Snoop Dogg as he wants, and go home. Like, uh, what was some of his? Best and everyone's album? grateful. What was some of his best album names? Like Doggy Style. Uh, that's the only one. I yeah, know. and then the Dog Father, and then um, shit. There's one that's way. Was it Gin and I'm Juice? I'm thinking of the album song? cover already, and I don't. I remember pay the cost to beat a boss. Oh, was that was it? Murder that was the case, or is that a song? That's a song. But uh, pay the boss or pay the cost to be the boss. I thought was a dope ass title. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, doggies. That was the most influential. I think of the album. I mean, to me as a kid, that, I that had a, a that had a nothing but a G thing on it. I think ain't nothing but a G thing, <sighs> baby. 
I think that was the chronic. Was oh, that was Dr. Dre. That was Dr. Dre. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, showing my ignorance. <laughs> Dude, that's the problem. When you listen to Dr. Dre, you're like, wait, I thought this was an Eminem song. Oh, wait, no, I thought that was a Snoop song. Oh, wait, I thought that was a... You're like, oh, no, Dr. Dre has had everybody on his albums. <laughs> so I got it. My next one is one of my favorite bands. I say this like for every one of these, but uh, I love this name because of what it pertains to. The band is Static X. The album name is mm -hmm. Wisconsin Death Trip. And what it's referring nice. to is Ed Gein and Jeffrey Dahmer. Because like, uh, of course, there, that's why we were all over it. Well, there, there was, there is still to this day a tour through Plainsfield, Wisconsin, up into Milwaukee called the Wisconsin Death Trip tour. That like they, yeah, they take you to all these sites of where this, that, and the other thing happened, and they literally take you to, mm -hmm. they took, they take you to, I forget the name of the apartments, but the apartment Jeffrey Dahmer lived in was a uh, two thirteen. It's uh, completely demolished now, and they refuse to rebuild. They refuse to rebuild anything on the site. <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy. Yeah, man. makes sense. I wouldn't want to live. I there. mean, the same things, the Manson house, like the the Tate murder stuff. Yeah. that house still stood completely as it was for years. They only did, demolished it like last year, or two years ago. Yeah, yeah. But when I moved to town, like it was still there, and like you could drive up to it, and nobody lived in it. And like there is like a fence around it, but they said that if you got access. You're not allowed to jump the fence. There is surveillance. But if you were able to walk up to it and look in the windows, all of, like, Tate's stuff was still in there. Like, the couch, the bed. That's crazy. Like, no one moved it out. So it was, like, it was all just still there. <laughs> I mean, because also, like, yeah, you're not... Who wants to go to the famous murder site? I do. And, like, live there? Well, no. I know, you, like, <laughs> you, you kind of say that, but then all the tourists who love murder are there all the time. Well, the thing that gets me is the energy. Like, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person, and... If there's no way that okay, I'm gonna say like apartment two thirteen, like even if you built something new on that site, you would still have an energy of, you would still have negative energy. There's I that's I just believe that thoroughly. And it's not just the murders; it's the people that show up because there were murders. They're yeah, constantly exactly. refueling it. Yeah, you know, like that's what I'm saying. That's why you don't want to live in that house is because yeah. of the people that would show up to constantly refuel that energy. Yeah, pour a little bit more gas. Is consistent. Fire. Yeah, it's just it doesn't die. It doesn't go away. Yeah. <laughs> Static X, I want to say, is a band I've seen so many times they're live. They're so good. Well, you know, and then we, you because know. they were just constantly opening up for the bands I was seeing. There was like three years where I think I saw them like eight times. Yeah. Opening up for like everybody. And then we we lost Wayne Static five years ago, which sucks. I know that was sad. Uh, yeah. I I did not see that coming. Yeah, dude, he was only like forty one or forty two, and he had been clean for like four years and died in a sleep of a heart attack. Sucks, man. Sucks. Yeah. But uh, the next yeah, the, ne dude. the next one I was gonna say you already brought up was a uh, Public Enemy. They are that one like we started like started the show off with that one. You, like, mm -hmm. you already you already had that one. Yeah. On the deck. So after that, I have a uh, David Bowie, the man who sold the world. That's a pretty badass mm -hmm. name. Yeah, no, dude, I mean, much like we were like, hey, what Metallica album we're we gonna go with? Or like, I guess I said that, but yeah. I felt the same with David Bowie. You're like, fuck, I love David Bowie, and all of these are such weird, great names. Yeah, yeah, all like Ziggy Stardust, anything he did under Ziggy Stardust, anything like that. Well, that was the thing was Ziggy Stardust really only existed for like two albums. Yeah. And so to name that second album The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust was perfect because yeah. it's going to be his peak. He really became a star under that. And then 
also he knew he was letting go of it afterwards. Well, he was really into cocaine in the occult at the time too. Like he was really into the occult when he was doing Ziggy Stardust. Listen, I'm but not who, for who, cocaine, who, but if it makes you write those albums, you do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Iggy Pop. Like, uh, if if you if you need to go ahead and do those drugs, you do it. Just give me the songs. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's funny because the next thing I listen is Iggy Pop. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's funny <laughs> you say that because it's like I don't know why that's. Where yeah, I'm I was like. gonna say Lust for Life. Yeah, Lust for Life. And it's funny that like my brain went there because like, I just kind of connect him subconsciously to uh, to David Bowie. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, because they're friends. They're like, it's like him, Lou Reed, you know, like yeah. <laughs> and Iggy Pop. There's that famous photo of all of them, but they're also kind of all the same genre. Yeah, yeah, that's too funny. Well, and I wanted to before I lose track, I wanted to mention the Johnny Cash albums that are like the best albums of all time. Like there, <laughs> of course, there was the Man in Black. Of course, the Man in Black was amazing. Yeah. There was an album called This Old Flag. You remember that? This mm-hmm. Old Flag was so good. The album called The Orange Blossom Special. Then uh, Johnny Cash Live at Folsom Prison. Of course. Hey, dude, I could just keep going down the list. All the Which, you know, normally for a live band, you wouldn't toss that in as, like, the best album title of all time. But it's Johnny but Cash. Jesus Christ, say that slower. Live at Folsom Prison. <laughs> you're like, what a statement. Live at Folsom Prison. <laughs> you know, because you're just like, excuse me? Yeah. You know, and then you're like you turn it on, he's like literally in a prison, and you're like, What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it is No, for sure. It's like that is that puts you in a mind state. You get that and you're do, like, do, he's like right do, there in the do, shit of it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. We've got to yeah. my bad. Oh dude, it's your show. There is <laughs> no you need to apologize for anything. But yeah, dude, I, like I wrote down a bunch of these, man. Like I've got, I wrote down a bunch that like I scribbled off, like uh, just a couple of Van Hal- Van Halen albums. Like I'm not really a fan of. I forget, like I, it's so dark in my house mm-hmm. now. Like it's, I don't know if you can see, but it's so dark in my house now. I can't even read my book. I'm like, yeah. But like, uh, yeah. Do we have to wrap this up? I know we're going long. Oh, we're good. If you got more, did, I'm I'm willing to talk, man. If you got more on your brain, I'm still here to talk. Like, do you got? Any- I have only one more on my brain. All right. The Dead Kennedys album. Fresh fruit for rotting vegetables. Oh, I thought you were going to say holiday in Cambodia. That's a good one. <laughs> no, <too. laughs> that's good too. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. Like, because yeah. that's another one. Is like, this guy is really great and prolific with words. But the first time, like, because, you know, there's also like the In God We Trust is such a great yeah, album cover. Dude. But you need the two to go together for the message to make sense. In God We Trust, you need that cover mm-hmm. to match the thing, yeah. to understand the tone. But fresh fruit for rotting vegetables. Sets the tone for what's going on. Not yeah, good point. It's like yeah, we're writing we're writing music for the scumbags. <laughs> Do you ever listen? But good, healthy. Good. No, it's just, that's what I'm <laughs> like, it's just healthy for the, the scumbags. Do you ever listen to any KMFDM? Oh, years ago, they had some really weird album names. Like there was like they were all one word stuff, like angst and Nile, mm-hmm. and they were good. Like uh, one of my favorite. Uh, uh, speaking of Wayne Static, he put out an album called uh, Pig Hammer. That's I think mm. that's, that's a pretty badass name. Like the whole, all the artwork on the cover was like him wearing a butcher's outfit and like all covered in blood and hammers, you know, and like smashed, <laughs> smashed pigs and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. he just got his pig hammer. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I think that's all I got. Do you got any more? That's it, man. I think we've put out a good ass list. I think so. You can man. clearly tell we love rock. That's right. You know, yeah. that's <laughs> really in there. We name we name. We named a couple that wasn't rock, but you know. 
But yeah. I know, but it was like you could you could tell where, where our sensibilities were, but also just like, man, so cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you doing it with me, man. And like, I'll think of some more stuff for for us to talk about. And like, uh, of course, I, yeah. I we'll think do some more lists. I think next time we'll have to do uh, band names. I I think that that yeah that's not you there's yeah there's some great band names, especially like again with like those other things. You're like there's some also great bands with kind of just man names right yeah. like i don't think the beatles is a great name yeah it's a great band well i'll catch I, i'll catch shit for this but one of my favorite bands of all time is corn their name is just corn <laughs> you know that's yeah the corn their name's kind of shit yeah exactly you get the joke but yeah but it's like uh, yeah it's a uh, i like stuff like that like uh one of the coolest names ever that i don't care about the band is uh um smashing pumpkins i think it's a great name i just don't care about the band it, I, I don't but you're right great name but this is for the episode that uh, should be another episode all right brother thanks again man absolutely thank you very much for having me man all right we'll talk to you soon we'll be on again soon all right bye totally later